everybody. You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your hosts, Doyle. Doyle Rule. And Jeff. My name is Jeff. And we can start fresh on episode 36 of the M&P Podcast. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting week of Flyers hockey. Doyle here with Jeff and Joe to discuss some cold hockey takes on the ice where it's cold. Is that better or worse than the first intro? Is that why they're cold? Because they're on hockey ice? Asshole. Don't question me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Flyers played three games this week. I watched one of them. I watched two, actually. I shouldn't have watched the third one, but I, I watched uh, two. So let's we'll get this week started. Well, one in a period. They continued their West Coast swing, right? They played the Golden Knights, the Minnesota Wild, and the Anaheim Ducks. Now, the Golden Knights, of course, did not watch that game because I was watching the Phillies get teabagged. So uh, do you have anything from that game we can talk about? I have some notes here. Players did some things. Travis Sandheim had some points. Noah Cates scored a goal. That's pretty good. Atkinson firing on all cylinders. Uh, team looks like it's moving, and barring that third period meltdown uh might have had a win against the i think at the time six and oh or seven or no vegas knights but uh, do you guys see anything of note i mean i'm gonna start this off by saying i didn't watch the game and it's not because i wasn't still up from watching the phillies get destroyed it's because while this is a great idea the frozen frenzy thing that they're trying to do great idea sure First problem I have with it, <laughs> why is it on a Tuesday night? Second problem I have with it, it's only available on ESPN+. Plus, so that's two strikes that I'm already out on. Oh, and the, the third thing is is that the Flyers were the last game, and it started at 11. Yeah. So there's zero motivation to watch that. I was going to say, why, if they had this whole slate of games where all the teams played, would they put the East Coast team in the 11 o'clock time slot? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, if it was, you know, <laughs> Vegas versus, like, San Jose, by all means, started at 11 p.m. Yeah, it also doesn't really make sense if they're going to categorize it into that, like, frozen frenzy. Because it's almost like, if you think about what the ideal situation for frozen frenzy to be, it's supposed to be kind of like red zone in the NFL. And red zone stops after the four o'clock games like so there has to be multiple games being played at the time of which the um like whatever game is going on um so the flyers should have easily been kind of like that sunday night vibe if they started at 11 o'clock there's no other games therefore you can't cut back and forth between goals so yeah yeah that like i feel like if they did that on a saturday it would be so much better yeah or any day where most people didn't have to work the next day. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like <laughs> Instead. A, a random Tuesday night, and you're going to have all 32 teams play starting at, like, 7 p.m. on. The NHL gets in their own fucking way again. Uh, <laughs> and nobody watches it. And they also, did you know the Heritage Classic is soon? Today. Yeah, well, today yeah. when you're recording this, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday. But, yeah, I uh, <laughs> people were like, oh, my God, the Heritage Classic is going to be amazing. And I was like, yeah, when's that? <laughs> Tomorrow? <laughs> Another classic marketing flub. 
by the NHL. They don't market any of their outdoor games except for spamming my email because I went to one Stadium Series game, and now all I get are emails regarding Stadium Series. Yeah. Well, the Flyers are also playing. Someone reminded me on Twitter that the Flyers are playing in a Stadium Series game this year. Yep. Forgot about that, too. (laughs) MetLife. Good old Meadowlands. America's favorite stadium. The source of Flyers Truth, the M&P podcast, doesn't even remember our team's playing an outdoor game. Well, you. Just you, Jeff. Yeah, just you. Well, they're going to get rocked. I'm assuming they're playing MetLife, so it's the Devils or the Rangers, right? It's the Devils. Oh, they're going to get destroyed. Jack Hughes is going to dance on Sam Erson's grave. Mm. Because they're going to start Sam Erson because that's the history of outdoor games and backup goalies. But uh, that's another story for another time. Let's go back to that Golden Knights game. Uh, the Flyers looked good until they had a meltdown, so that's promising. Um, oh, yeah. that What was it? They gave up the third goal with, like, 30 seconds left or something? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. But they hung with them that whole time, so it gave you, it gave you like, a, okay, maybe the Flyers can do this. The Golden Knights were 6-0 and at that time, like 7-0, and so undefeated. Former Stanley Cup champs looking great. Then they roll that into the wild game, and you're like, this team, world beaters, right? Yeah, I didn't watch that game again because it was on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, so I realized it was on ESPN+, Plus and I have ESPN+, Plus as part of the Disney bundle. But there was nothing else on, so I was like, I might as well just watch the Flyers play the Wild. It was a good game to watch. Um, everybody kind of kicked it into high gear. Bobby Brink had two goals, and like a... What's his face? Bucigras was kept yelling about a hat trick, but... Coots was on the board, Sanheim, Konechny, Atkinson, uh, Sealer had an assist, our top defenseman. So, you know, it's a good game all around. Yeah. The uh, So, first of all, I want to bring up the fact that so many people, including Doyle, um, continue to complain about the ESPN Plus thing. Um, if there's one thing that you want to do as a Flyers fan, is it not to kind of stick it to Comcast, right? Yeah, in general, generally speaking, we want to stick it to Comcast, stick it to Xfinity to kind of like let them know, hey, you guys need to perform better when it comes to the Flyers, correct? Can I get a yes on that? Get a phone or internet connection or cable connection through Verizon. If you do that simple task, you get Disney Plus bundle like for free. It comes with your package if so, you happen to have um, an american express blue cash everyday card you get seven dollars towards the disney bundle well no i have i have an american express uh black card well look at you that. fancy pants <laughs> you got uh, this i believe it's called the centurion card you philistine but uh um, i tried so, to get espn plus by itself though espn plus by itself is like eleven dollars a month you can just bundle yeah, the whole disney cash. thing for like 13 Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Um, so that that's the first point that I wanted to make. Second point is um once again, a week later, here here is Joey Dodgash, Joe Joe the Rat on the MP pod uh for the third straight week. I'm coming I'm becoming a regular like uh Chandler on Friends. Um and Bobby Brink. 
passing every eye test. He's so good. The dude's going to be a oh, stunt. Yeah. Big Bobby Brink fan over here. Also yeah. just want to call him Mr. Puffinsuds. Bobbert Brink. Bobby? Hey, Dad. Need an extra set of hands? That is not a toy. It's for lying down on. What's he say it? <laughs> oh, dang it, Bobby. <laughs> uh, Hank Hill, dad of the year. No, Bobby Brink <laughs> looks good. Um, it doesn't ease the pain of not getting Connor Bedard, but I'll deal with it, I guess. Does he ease the pain of not getting Cole Caulfield? Oh, no. The Flyers will forever be wrong for that one because Twitter loves Cole Caulfield. Is Cole even playing, or was he hurt? I don't know. I don't follow the Canadians. Jeff? Yeah, they're in a whole other country. I care less about them. Let's see. Cole Caulfield. Cole, goal Cole, as they call him in Canada. Lay goal yeah, Cole. Goal Caulfield has played eight games this season, has four goals and five assists. Oh, look at that. Well, you know who else had a primary assist? And has two points this season on Calder Watch? Tyson Forster. <laughs> so we're at two points now in seven, six games. Uh, so, you know, he's making a strong case. I'm priming the pump for that beer fart, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, Hart gets... So Hart lost that that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights game in backbreaking fashion but he had a pretty good showing against the wild um and then to reward him for playing so well john tortorella took him out for the ducks game on saturday <laughs> At home. oh boy sam erson and the not quite ready for primetime players huh <laughs> oh boy he gave up like three goals with 12 shots it was really really bad sam erson did yeah, not so this was the this was the game that i got to watch one period of yeah i'm sorry uh, he, yeah. He's, uh, sam erson did not have a strong day 18 for 25 in the saves department uh the flyers lost seven to four i was driving uh listening to the game on the radio and the flyers were down like four nothing parked went inside a store came back out and Scott Hartnell's like, oh, that was amazing. Konechny scores. Now it's 4-2. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Flyers scored 46 seconds apart to make it 4-2. And that was really the closest they got because then the Ducks just kind of steamrolled them for the rest of the game. So, Well, I also heard there was a large controversy with a goal that was awarded to Anaheim that they um, called a no goal. Yeah. And then there was really no evidence to show that the puck actually crossed the line, but they just gave it to him anyway. So that happened while I was driving, and the the gist of it was Sam Erson made the save, but then Scott Hartnell said, like, you can't really see it, but it looks like Vitrano pushed it in, like, under Erson. And then, so, but they were like, we also don't get all the camera angles that the refs get trying to like defend the decision, I guess. So I don't know. I didn't, I haven't seen the actual video, but apparently it was a pushed in goal that counted. So not that it really made a difference. Um, at the end of the day, the flyers just got flat out mollywopped. Yeah. I mean, they just had their, their little West coast stint, even though it was only two games in uh, Las Vegas and Minnesota. Um, so 
coming back home on a Saturday matinee game. You guys know historically how we perform in matinees. But this so. is a new era of Orange, Joe. There's no more hangovers for matinee games in the new era I of saw Orange. That, I saw that commercial again, like the the uh, new era of Orange commercial yesterday. I did not realize that somebody tried to get like a Brie era of Orange. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that either. Going. Yeah, they say it right in the beginning. Like, oh, this is the Brie era of Orange, and I, I, uh, I wanted to puke I when I heard it. it. it yeah, I don't. Hard, I don't like hard. it either. Um, a bright spots in that Ducks loss, though, is that Bobby Brink. You mentioned, dang it, Bobby, two more assists. So now he has four points. Uh, Owen Tippett grabbed an assist to go with his goal against the Wild. Farabee scored again, so now he's up to five points. TK's just power power playing it up scoring goals so like everyone's rolling um and that's a good sign like you saw these guys go cold for long stretches last year so maybe this is like the start of something new but you know who uh noticeably absent from the ice i don't even think he made any good plays morgan frost what are your thoughts (laughs) um i thought you were going to go in a different direction yes oh on uh, Morgan Frost. Uh, well, I just haven't seen him on the ice, and I don't. Is he only getting fourth line minutes, guys? What's happening here? He's. It, there's there's only two like avenues, right? When it comes to John Tortorella and kind of like his coaching style, and then overall the front office as well. He's either getting traded, like soon ish. I don't know if I actually believe that because the NHL typically owners hold their cards like close to their chest to start the season. Um, trades typically don't happen after the first puck drops uh, for a good number of months until like unless like a big injury happens or something. Um, the other option is John Tortorella is trying to kind of like make a statement in the sense of. He clearly doesn't fit the bill from a character perspective, a.k.a. he didn't skate in preseason. Like, he's he's not showing, like, up the way that he needs him to. Again, all from, like, a character perspective, not from a talent perspective. Talent does not matter to John Tortorella. Um, everybody else is. You saw what I said even last week. Travis Sanheim put on 20 pounds of muscle, and he's playing great. Morgan Frost while maybe he had the best part of his career thus far to end last season, maybe just isn't ultimately holding up in in the locker room. Um, and John Torella is punching him for that. So well, it's it's one of the two things. It's a character thing or he's getting traded. I just wanted to go back to say you said that John Torella doesn't says skill doesn't matter, which is true. But to, in order for skill to matter, you have to have it. Morgan Frost doesn't because he stinks. Your opinion. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Come on. What do I know? But you look at some of the people that were taken before Morgan Frost. It's a veritable who's who of good people. Nick Suzuki, of course. Owen Tippett currently on the Flyers and playing. Not surprised there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, Elias Peterson and trade rumors. Kale McCarr could have been a Flyer if Ron Hextall hadn't blew it. Uh, Miro Heiskanen and then the all-time best center the Flyers ever drafted, Nolan Patrick. So, you know. Yeah, that draft just sucked. There's a real, I mean, real bummer for that. Well, no, Nico looks good for the Devils. 
Heiskanen looks good for the Stars. Elias Peterson, while on the trade block, looks good for Vancouver. Cal McCarr, of course, superstar. Nolan Patrick, of course, selling mattresses in uh, Manitoba. There's some okay players. And then you like, go all the way down the board, and Morgan Frost. Everyone's like, oh, Hextall's a genius. This is amazing. Oh, my God, even Ryan Poling is before Morgan Frost. This is embarrassing. We traded Braden Chen, I think, right? For Morgan Frost. Braden Chen. Braden Chen. Now Chen captain. And Joel Faraby, basically. Captain of the Blues. Yeah, he won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I don't know how much of Morgan Frost sitting is uh, because John Tortorella hates him or because he's just not... Like you so, said, being like a locker room problem. So, I mean, when you really look at kind of like every move that the Flyers have made in the past, like, I'll give or take like eight months, they got rid of like Provorov. They got rid of Kevin Hayes. A lot of these guys did not allow John Tortorella to smile behind the bench when a young guy scored a goal. We saw that happen the other night. Morgan Frost was not there. I think that they are doing exactly what we said that they were going to do a year ago to the date where it was like you got to kind of clean house um, and specifically clean house from people that don't have the right attitude to be here because the only person that matters is john tortorella and i stand by like i'm good with that i'm fine with that like get rid of the people who have like negative energy don't want to perform in the system um or don't want to be a part of the rebuild like see ya that's fine yeah i just looked up kevin hayes stats because i haven't heard his name only two assists so far this year so not great he's a kevin hayes i love kevin hayes like the guy I love him as a person. Um, he stinks as like a hockey player. The only time that he was ever really like notable, at least for the Flyers, I don't know about any like when he played for the Rangers and everything, but um, he he only was notable for that little stretch run that we had in 2019, right before COVID hit, uh, where he was getting in front of the net. And kind of getting those like greasy goals, but you know who also got those greasy goals the past six years for the Flyers? Ryan White, and oh. Simmons. Aware of that? Well, was... he was also good that first year too on like the penalty kill too. He had a few shorthanded goals. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything, right? This family issues, the medical staff completely misdiagnosing him, and then letting him play injured and getting more hurt, <laughs> like. It's just, it wasn't great. The Morgan Frost one's a little more puzzling because, like, he's, for all we know, he's not hurt. He's just, they're not letting him play. And, like, it's not like he ended last year poorly. So, like, what happened? I mean, they're never going to tell you. Tortorella's never going to tell you unless Morgan Frost says something after he's traded. I don't think you're ever going to find out why until Morgan Frost is like, yeah, I was, like, hitting on this girl. And then it was John Tortorella's kid or something, you know, and then, like, I banged his daughter, and he's angry at me. But we'll ne- we'll probably never know. But then we know what's going to happen. Morgan Frost is going to get traded, and then bam, going to have seven to 70 goals in a season, and then amazing. Like, I know 
what's the old adage with coaches where it's like if the team's playing good and winning they just refuse to change the lineup i think that's it yeah yeah i mean i guess you could make that argument it'll be interesting to see how after anaheim went down if like he does anything but like who do you take out do you take out tyson forrester tyson forrester is underwhelming right now I mean, if you, if I were going to make that choice to put Morgan Frost in the lineup, I would just take out Paling, put Scott Lawton on the fourth line, and then have Morgan Frost play whatever. We almost had that decision made for us in the Anaheim game after you saw Couturier go down along the clo- like the near boards, and everybody was like, oh, no, his back exploded. And it turns out I just got hit in the ear with a puck, but dodged a bullet, you know? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to change really anything to the offensive like lines. Like your four lines got you four goals. It was yeah, at least in yesterday's case, it was just your your goalie got bit real quick, um, and it was a little too much to uh, take on to to get back into that one. Um, well, with yeah, the- that happened uh, two games in a row now with the backup goalie in. Yeah, I mean, remember in the summer when everybody was like, "Oh man, I'm really glad they signed Sam Erson. He's going to be the back, or he's going to be the starter once they trade Hart." And now everyone's like, <laughs> "This fucking guy." <laughs> yeah, this is the second second time, um, not even in a row, but just the second time already this season with only like ten games under our belt, basically, where I've questioned. We have a day off in between, especially yesterday because you're at home. I don't understand the goalie like lineup. Like, why would you? If John Tortorella goes with Hart, you would think typically when it comes to goalies, you ride the hot hand. Um, then I just I don't understand this early on unless he's trying to just get reps in for the other guy, um, see what he's about. But in my opinion. You you just ride the hot hand. He's back up for a reason. Yeah, maybe they want to keep Hart fresh for Carolina on Monday tonight. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, because I don't know, I don't think the Ducks are that good. So maybe this was supposed to be like a oh here you go, Sam, ease in. But then he got destroyed. (laughs) Do you think any of it has to do with Felix Sandstrom still being up with the Flyers? Oh, he hasn't been sent. Yeah, it's crazy that we have three goalies. I didn't know that he hasn't been sent down. I haven't been paying that much attention with the Phillies. So they're just Felix Anstrom just hanging out right now, getting his NHL pay. <laughs> uh, so wait, who's the goalie for the Phantoms right now? Cal Peterson. Oh, that's a shame for the Phantoms. <laughs> uh, but no, I wouldn't change. Listen, you, the offense defensively hung in there against the Golden Knights, former Stanley Cup winners. Then they come out and throw down seven against the Wild. And they score four goals against the Ducks after the Ducks, I mean, they were just on an offensive roll. The offense, I don't think, is the problem here, right? It's your backup goalie and then your, like, weird defensive breakdown sometimes. But Yeah, I mean, even in that that Vegas goal that got um, taken with, like, 20 seconds left in the game, Igor Smula got, like, walked. 
Oh, yeah, he did. Sanheim got walked by, I don't know, they played a video and they were like, oh, something, his name was like Cotter from the Golden Knights. I've never even heard of him. They're like, look at the move. And then Travis Sanheim, just a turnstile. Cotter goes through the legs to score. I've been actually a little surprised um, by Sanheim, knowing that he put on so much weight. He looks so much bigger. He still has not gone towards like the physical route of being a defenseman, aka like getting in front of people, staying in front of the puck, pushing people off the puck. Um, he's always just using his stick. He needs like if you're gonna put on 20 pounds of muscle over the course of an off season, you need to learn how to put your body into people. <laughs> like I don't even care if you miss a couple times in the first first part of it, but you need to use that element of your like physicality if you're going to be a defenseman in the NHL. And I said that he would never be a top defenseman <laughs> in the NHL. Stand by me. You got to take um, a page out of Nick Delorier's um, book. Use that beef. I'm telling him what he needs to do. Got to use that beef. Also, not in the score stat line, but Nick Delorier uh, fighting in two games now, right? I believe he fought yep. at the very beginning of the wild game after the first puck drop and fought shortly into the Anaheim game. Um, so that's cool. Punchy, punchy, you know, stabby, stabby. Everything's great on that front. Broad Street Bullies. Yeah. No line through. I appreciate that as a Flyers fan. No line through the logo. Kate Smith. Tradition. Ed Snyder's birthday. Did I pander to everybody yet? Do I need to mention more? <laughs> Simone Gagne, game seven against uh, Boston in 2010. I don't know. What do you want to hear? <laughs> Greatest hits. 1975. <laughs> Lauren Hart. <laughs> uh, I'm a little surprised at the standings right now. I, I just Googled like what the, the standings look like for the Met because the Flyers before the Vegas game were sitting atop of the Metropolitan Division. Um, and now with a four, three, and one record, we're like fifth. <laughs> the, the Met is just gonna be like it doesn't matter if the Flyers have a good season or not because the Met will ultimately be better, a.k.a. we will not make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, and we will ultimately perform like a team that should be a bubble team, but they won't because of the division they're in and will have the 11th overall pick. Yeah, I don't think the Islanders are going to stay in third for the whole season, but I think you're looking at the top right now, Devils, Hurricanes, Rangers coming out of the Metropolitan. Um, yeah, probably. The Penguins are in dead last. That makes me happy. Uh, I'm glad they're not doing well after their 15 years of my life where they were amazing. <laughs> it really disappointed yeah. me. Now, on the other hand, if you look at the Western Conference, uh, not great. Some of these, the teams that are in the Western Conference that are bad are really bad. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like a stark fall off after the Ducks. The Kraken, Flames, yeah. Oilers, and Sharks all have two or less wins. San Jose may go like Owen like I don't think they'll win 10 games this season they're not yeah really 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 bad they don't look great I will say that in the limited YouTube clips I've seen they do not look great they have right now through seven games their goals for eight goals oh my 32 yeah that's that's rough really bad yeah if you look at their forwards 
that's they, they got nothing going on. It's like Tomas Hurdle and um I don't even think what's his face is playing. Uh no, didn't they wave Lindblom? No. No, they yeah. did, but uh Logan Couture, where the hell's he? Didn't he sign somewhere else? Oh no, he still plays for the Sharks. Uh expected to miss four to six weeks with a fractured fibula. Oh my god, fractured fibula. Yikes. At yeah. years old. Good luck, buddy. The defense is also not much better. No. Oh, what? He hurt himself? Oh, that sucks, dude. Logan Couture caught in a rut skating, and the weight of his teammate falling over him snapped his fibula. Oof, it was in brutal. practice. He <laughs> exploded his fibula in practice. Play the Friends theme song again. <laughs> oh, no. This is why you they have. The, this is why you don't practice. And they have the pickle man on defense too. That's the only name I real like. And Jan Ruda. Those are the only two names I've I've have any familiarity with. Mark on their defense. Eduard Vlasic. Yeah. So surprising. Surprised he's still there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't expect the Sharks to be that bad, but this is really going to hurt the Flyers' chances of getting a top draft pick if the Sharks continue their downward trend. You know what's not going to hurt the Flyers' chances of getting a top draft pick? The Panthers being um, bad this year? A Shane Pinto trade. <laughs> Seeing that uh, he's yeah. now that he's been suspended. Yeah. 41 games for gambling at 22 years old. Um, That's a rough one. Lots. Uh, from what I gathered, he was not betting on hockey. Correct. So he was just betting. And I don't know if this is the true story, but it's what I read was that the betting company like flagged his account and then told the NHL. So like, what kind of weird shit were you doing that like well, DraftKings or not, Bet Kings was like? Huh. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh... He wasn't betting on the NHL either. Yeah. So, but like, what right. kind of, what it's was like, he, what was he doing? Like, what was he betting on? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> anything outside the NHL. I bet on football every, every Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Filipino children races. Like, he's just getting in like the weeds. You know? <laughs> I just love, uh, I, I do love, like, I mean, I've seen it in football a lot um where there's this kind of hypocrisy behind players on the pitch that are wearing like bet 365 or sports bet or whatever on their jersey and then they ultimately uh get nabbed for for betting um but my my main like hypocritical point ends up being with the nhl themselves not from a sponsorship perspective but the home opener for the uh, currently reigning <laughs> Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights, were they literally to get the banner up, literally to lift the banner, they had Mark Stone pull trig on a slot machine yes. live on the ice, <laughs> and it was like shown to the world. So, I, like, there does seem to be like this weird gray area now because gambling is so live i know we talked about my conspiracy theories behind 
decisions made on and on the field when it comes to gambling. Um, and now I'm going to tell you here the the couple of listeners two maybe three um, outside right. of myself yeah. that the um, the gambling companies need to need to infiltrate with the leagues to stop this from happening because it's so stupid. 41 games, 41. That's half the season for him betting on a football game. Calvin Ridley got suspended from the NFL for a whole year last year for betting on himself, literally himself. I I don't I do not understand um, how these suspensions are coming down. The only thing that I can think of is again they're they're gonna end up like having like an NHL bet app, an NFL bet app. And the players will be able to bet outside of those, but they won't be able to bet within them. The Senator's Helmet sponsor is also a betting company. So, correct. That's <laughs> adds to that level of irony. I don't see why, if you're a dude in the NHL betting on like NFL, why does it matter? If you're, if you want to be a degenerate and blow your whole paycheck, go for it. Like, who are you to judge anybody? It's not like he was advertising it to people. It wasn't like he was on Twitter, like, everyone should bet this game, bet this line, go well, for yeah, these as odds. Long as he's not, excuse me. As long as he's not betting on, like, his own games, like, or the NHL, like, it doesn't, like, why does it matter? Yeah, it's dumb as shit. Also, what's dumb as shit is that since he doesn't have a contract, he started serving his suspension with game one of the Senators' season. So he's already served like eight or nine games, but he doesn't even have a contract. So he's serving games. He's serving games from his suspension that he can't even play in because he's not eligible because he doesn't have a contract. Mm-hmm. Is he getting paid or does the suspension halt your pay? Uh, that I'm not sure of. I don't know if he's getting paid or not. I would assume he's not getting paid because he doesn't have a contract. Oh, but yeah. Like, unless he's getting filed for unemployment, he's just like, oh, guys, I used to play for the NHL, but now I don't. And then he turned around and Andy McDonald was there and he's like, oh, you're here, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I fucking hate Andy McDonald. But yeah, so that's uh, the Pinto trade probably gone. All of my thoughts of the uh, Carter Hart and to Ottawa to bring back Claude Giroux, probably dead in the water now. Jeff, you need Carter Hart. You need Carter Hart. You, you you cannot get rid of him. You I, better I that think he's not a alleged. You know what? Wait, not that he's an, an alleged. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. That's ignorant. Yeah. So race, uh, rapist. Sam, I said rapist, but I meant rapist. Sam Erson had two bad games in a row. That could happen to anybody, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. think it'll be three games in a row. Which is the exact line of reasoning Rob Thompson went with when he kept putting Craig Kimbrell in fucking games. I'm still yes. bitter about the Phillies. <laughs> fucking yeah. snakes. We all, we all are. Jack. I was at a bar last night, and they were playing the World Series, and I saw that Arizona was winning, and I was like, ah! And I just went outside and stood near all the smokers because secondhand smoke was better than watching that shit. <sighs> yes. Anyway. Um... Flyers play tomorrow. So, well, if you're listening to this today. Against the Hurricanes. Against the Hurricanes. So we'll probably get blown out in that game. 
Oh, taken out to sea. Gale Fish. Brett Pesci, though. Brett Fish, I believe is how you pronounce it in American. Brett Fish. Shut up. (laughs) They have a home at home with uh, already this early in the season with the Buffalo Sabres. Wednesday at the Wells Fargo Center, Friday up north in Buffalo, in which the goal song. Is one of the best in the league. What is it? Dupe. Uh, we're soaring, we're flying from High School Musical. Oh, that's so terrible. Oh, no, I love it. I think it's amazing. <laughs> every team every team should have some sort of kind of like trigger like song that if you were on the away bench and you heard that and heard the other bench celebrating during it, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like the song Absolutely. was the song from Rent, the 500 whatever minutes. That's 525,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, that's shit. the song. Or I Would Walk a Thousand Miles by, uh, was it Michelle Branch or Natalie or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Like those are the type of songs that they play. It's like, oh, the Flyers go up by one with 30 seconds left. And then it's just like <laughs> Michelle Branch. Yeah. Making my way yeah, downtown, um, getting drinks. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I still want the Flyers to make their goal song. Whoop! There it is. Well, that was uh, we could have voted on that if the contest wasn't rigged all those years ago, Doyle. <laughs> but instead, that we got a, was it even a suggestion? We got a rehab. They they allowed write-ins. I suggested songs. Nobody. Oh, that's Everybody was like, "Oh, Corn Freak on a Leash isn't a good goal song," but it is. So shut up. <laughs> New metal rocks. <laughs> fucking a right you know what else rocks did you see the nhl uh release their edge uh stat tracking program no no so i got an email from the nhl that says they released edge and it's like uh ed, they're tracking everything so things like shot speed shot location skating speed but i wanted to point out something guess who has the highest shot mph in the nhl since they started tracking Edge this season. Nick Sealer. Travis Sanheim. Wow. Above Victor oh, Hedman, yeah. too. By point Does he get it on the net though? By point well that doesn't it doesn't track that, okay? <laughs> Guys, come on. But uh it's pretty cool. Yeah, what shot is that tracked from? Is that one that like wildly misses? Eh, the net? It's just a slap shot. Guys, what do you come on? Come on. Travis Sanheim, top no, defenseman. Top defenseman. It's up and over the boards, and oh, unfortunately, that fan from Arizona in 2003. Oh, Jesus. But if you haven't looked at this, it's it's pretty cool that they do, like, here's a goalie stats for Jonas Johansson, and it shows you, like, where he's, like, where he's faced shots from in the offensive zone. And it's like a level of details, which is going to make stat nerds come their pants. Because uh, they're going to be like, oh, my God, this combined with Corsi, we'll be able to figure out exactly just down to the second how much people should play. I've become this is a really good time for me to uh, come out, admit something, uh, be honest with the people. Um, I've become a reply guy to Charlie. O'Connor. Oh, man. Um, reply guy. A reply, <laughs> Charlie O'Connor. Um, whenever he 
tweet something that I <sighs> Joey Digest deems dumb, stupid. <laughs> why, why did you fucking tweet this? Why did you put the effort from your brain to your thumbs to ultimately type this out? I will reply, cool, with the thumbs up emoji. Just cool. <laughs> Just cool. I'll let him know that he's cool. Um, I'm sure that he reads and that too, he and he's he... that's is exactly the kind of tweets that I'm gonna be cool with. <laughs> I'm sure that he reads them and he steams by himself, sitting at home. Listen, just somebody, somebody has to do it. I'll be the sacrificial. Just fucking degenerates judging me. I have Corsi on my side. <laughs> I have the power of a emerging podcast network or what, whatever Philly news is or Philly new. Not the athletic. Did you whatever. see not to not, not to athletic. pitch, not to pitch another podcast because I know you know, like they're going to cut in our numbers, but they do a podcast every day, which seems excessive. It very much does seem excessive. Because like each podcast is like an hour long, give or take. So like. We struggle to fill 45 minutes of solid hockey content. How are they doing an hour every day? That's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. If you're going to do a podcast every day, you might as well go the Mertatus route. I know. And do yeah. like 15, not like not even 15 minutes. Get hired by the yeah. team and then become a shill. That's the Martinez rat. I'm just kidding. I love Jason Martinez. We're podcast friends. Anyway, you know what time it is? Because we are out of gas and falling towards the finish line. It's time for Doyle. I did this for you, all right? Oh, thank you. I can't hear anything. It's time for Doyle's movie reviews. He watches movies and then he talks about them. All right. <laughs> I did that one. Hold on. And then I did a, a redux version of I called up... Um, here so michael mcdonald was like why are you are you why are you back and i said shut up just take my payment and do the song again so he did so those are the movie review redux shortened versions for your listening pleasure now doyle have you watched a movie yeah, I have one that I can share with you before I have to leave. Okay, good. What uh, what is that movie? In uh... uh, the Strangers. It came out in like two thousand and five, oh, okay. eight, seven, somewhere around then. Um, Liv Tyler. Yeah, Liv Tyler's in it, and then some other guy. I don't remember his name because he was not nearly as prominent as Liv Tyler. But uh... Dennis Reynolds plays his brother. Yes. Yes, yeah. he's in there. He has, makes a nice little cameo. Interesting. Yeah. Would you say that um, it was... it's it's good for the spooky times? Uh, spooky factors <laughs> off the charts. Uh, out of yeah. twenty-seven windowless vans, what would you rate it? Twenty-seven windowless vans. Yes. I would give it a very solid eighteen. That is the first time anybody's ever rated an eighteen windowless <laughs> van movie. It's going down in windowless van movie history. So. <laughs> I'm impressed. Joe, did you also have a movie? I remember you bringing that up. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Um, a lot of people, when they come uh, to talk about like the best sequels of all time, Stephon they bring up King. The they bring up Star Wars. Um, 
it's Doctor Sleep is one of the best sequels of all time to The Shining, along with Doyle's spooky vibes. You can get it right here, right now, if you have an HBO Max subscription. Oh, it's on HBO Max. That's useful to know. Uh, out of uh, 11 anthropomorphic head mazes, what would you rate it? Ten. Oh, all right, that's very good. That's first time there's ever been a 10 out of 11 for anthropomorphic head uh, hedge raises, head mazes. I don't even... Everything's blurring <laughs> I together. I what you're saying. That's movie reviews from Doyle. Joe. So, anyway... <laughs> I think that's it, right? This has been another episode of the M&P Podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.